just as great as a hole-in-one, it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. A podcast the Navy has refloated more than once. Here's a man who doesn't sleep, he waits. It's Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another thrill-packed episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. It is a wonderful, wonderful day, and I am so happy to be here with you. I'm going to share a little bit of Medicare advice for you. Some people don't like Medicare advice, and if you don't, I don't know what you're doing listening to our podcast, although our advertisers certainly do appreciate your presence here. Medicare is uh, probably... In the future of most people that survive past age 65, and I want to make Medicare as simple and easy and non-threatening as possible. So I wrote a book, and then I wrote another book, and then I wrote another book. So every year for the past three or four, five years, I've written a book, and the newest one is being worked on right now. But last year's book is still really good for most people, and that is Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. So if you skedaddle over to Medicare or to uh, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com and search for Medicare for the Lazy Man, you're going to find that the 2023 edition is still available. The uh, shelves are uh, slowly being emptied out. All those uh, 2023 editions are slowly being purchased and taken away, but uh, you can probably still find one if you need Medicare knowledge right away. If uh, you do not need it right away, then in a couple of weeks, I think the 2024 book is going to be out, but there isn't really a substantial difference for most people. What you're going to have is basic Medicare knowledge that when you finish reading the book will make you an expert. Now, not everybody aspires to be a Medicare expert, but it's uh, It's right there for the plucking. Take the book off the shelf, sit down with a stiff drink, uh, spend about an hour to an hour and a half reading it, and you're going to be a Medicare expert like you never dreamed you would be. And if you want to buy a uh, a really uh, museum-quality piece that holds all that Medicare knowledge for you, then the the, uh, item to get is the $22 hardcover Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023 at Amazon.com. Otherwise, you've got several choices that are much less expensive, but they all have the same great Medicare knowledge in them. And speaking of things that are less expensive, Randy Carson, uh, always complaining about the 75-cent limit that I place on our time purchase for each of these episodes, but he seems to be a happy camper today. I'm guessing it's the beautiful weather outside. Would that be true, Randy? Yeah, well, it absolutely is, because since we started recording this morning in the studio, I keep track of the temperature at my altitude. I know you're up higher, but I'm closing in on 75 degrees. That's fantastic. That is wonderful to hear after the long, cold winter we had. Uh, Of course, (laughs) compared to some other places in the country, it was pretty benign. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't be complaining, but... I always whine. We have Doug and I have this thing called Arizona freezing, 
And what that means to us is that, you know, anything under 50, that's Arizona freezing because I have to bring out the mucklucks to live outside for that. Oh, yeah. We dress in layers when it's, uh, you know, probably springtime weather in other parts of the country. We're whining and complaining and, and bundling up. But uh, yeah. I will say that I think it's justified because I had friends come to visit from the Chicago area recently, right in the middle of the Arizona, the coldest, nastiest part of our winter here. And every day I said, well, gee, I apologize for this weather. I mean, it's supposed to be nicer than this. And they would say, forget it. We love it. This is fantastic compared to what we left. They sat on the runway at O'Hare watching the crews try to start frozen fuel trucks to put fuel into the airplane (laughs) and it was either the third or the fourth fuel truck that finally started and they were able to leave uh o'hare for you know arizona otherwise they would have had to just get back in the car and go home again i guess you know you would think that somebody like a fuel truck at an airport would have a plug-in heater but no Uh, it took an hour and a half to find one that they could actually get started so they could drive it over to the plane Well, one other thing I wanted to mention, you know, we've talked about, you know, the 2023 book and that the 2024 book is on the way. We might actually have a sale when that comes out. I've I've learned how to sell stuff, you know, the Irish way. And what I'm thinking about, and we'll have to talk about this, but what I would, what I see on the signs of the pubs walking down the street quite often, and I may Uh recommend we do the same thing is there's a, you know, a sandwich sign that says, buy two beer, buy one beer for the price of two and get the second one free. Do you think we could do something like that with the 2024 book? I think it's our responsibility to get this Medicare knowledge in as many hands as possible. So any marketing ploy like that, that you come up with, I'm all over. I'm all for it. Okay. Well, I'll, we'll definitely talk about that when the 2024 book hits the presses, which is soon, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Very soon. How about is, uh, so give me a high sign when it's uh, on the presses and then I'll really put my marketing hat on and see what we can do. You will be the first to know just as soon as uh, my editor gets finished editing, she keeps coming up with great ideas and I have to rewrite certain elements that I never thought I'd have to rewrite. So I have to blame part of the delay on her. Part of it is my own procrastination. And, uh, so it's going to be, uh, later than it should be, but still, um, in excellent condition when it arrives. Cool. Cool. Well, I am going to go ahead and uh, mute myself out so you can kick this episode into gear. Well, I shall commence to kicking as uh, McHale's Navy. They used to say, uh, uh, prepare to wave and smile when the Japanese planes flew over and then they would commence waving and smiling. And they were wearing uh, hula skirts and stuff. So uh, it looked like they were uh, less, they weren't uh, American uh, Navy officers. They were, uh, they were just entertainers is what it looked like. I've got a few things here that the content curator kind of piled up, up for me and I'm going to go through them. I don't know if they're strictly related to each other or not, but the first item I've got here is some correspondence that I had with a, uh, one of my newer clients. And he is a Mr. Curiosity. He was asking me a question. So he said, um, uh, here are some, uh, I said, sent him complete copies of his applications for his drug plan and his Medicare supplement plan. And then he said, when I go to the doctor, which ID card do I show? Do I show the Medicare card or the Medicare supplement ID card? 
And what about the hospital or urgent care? What do I show to those people if I need to go to, to those uh, facilities? And so here was my response to him. The doctor's staff and the hospital and urgent care staff will want to see both your Medicare and your Medicare supplement cards. That way, when they send the claim to Medicare, those people will know where to send the additional paperwork so that your out-of-pocket costs are properly credited to your Medicare supplement. They also ask for picture ID, like a driver's license. And sometimes you need to have your drug plan ID card. So that's a bunch of cards. So what I do is I put the three ID cards front and back. That's the Medicare card, the uh, Medicare supplement card, and the drug plan ID card. I put those front and back, uh, photocopied on a piece of paper. Plus, I do my driver's license card and my business card, and I photocopy a bunch of those copies, and I have those with me rather than all the cards in my wallet, which uh, get kind of awkward. So when I go into someplace, like for an annual doctor's office visit, I just hand that sheet of paper to the clerk. Two years ago, I had COVID and pneumonia at the same time. So I went to a hospital ER and I handed my piece of paper with all my cards front and back to the receptionist. That receptionist told me that I was a genius and I was the world's best patient. And I was uh, very pleased with that. So uh, that's my suggestion to my new client, Marvin is his name. And he um, apparently said that was pretty good advice. So I think he liked that. Senior scams. Now, senior, everybody that listens to this podcast knows that I hate being called a senior. And so I don't ever use that term myself. And I make fun of it when I hear other people using it. This article is about senior scams. What to watch out for in 2024. Why seniors need to be extra cautious. The FBI explains that seniors are the perfect target for scammers. They typically have more money and they are less likely to report a fraud. And memory loss is a trait that scammers just love to exploit. Another interesting insight is that those who grew up between 1930 and 1950 are generally known to be more polite and trusting. Again, that's ideal for a scammer. Oh boy, this is not going to be the uplifting type of article I had hoped to share with you. Social security scams, uh, they're more popular than ever. Scammers call you and tamper with the caller ID so that it looks like the call is really coming from the Social Security Administration. They will try to trick you into giving your Social Security number or even some form of payment. They may even demand immediate payment to avoid arrest or other legal action. Social Security rarely makes phone calls. Uh, in reality, this is how you know it's going to be a scam. Social Security almost never makes phone calls unless you've requested it first. If you're getting a call and it's not a call back from the government, then uh, you are being uh, at least the target of uh, scammers. If you truly owe money to the Social Security Administration, you're going to get a letter in the mail with payment options and appeal rights. So they will never threaten you with arrest or legal action because you don't agree to pay the money immediately. They will never suspend your Social Security number. They will never promise a benefit increase in exchange for money. They will never ask you for gift cards, prepaid debit cards, wire transfers, internet currency, cryptocurrency, or cash through the U.S. mail. If they ask for any of that stuff, you're being scammed. You're the target of a scammer. 
And then it says, report it to the office of the inspector general. I say just hang up. I mean, the inspector general probably not going to take your phone call. Uh, and if they do, it's going to cost you like hours of form filling out and waiting on hold for the next available clerk. So I would say just hang up on the scammer or have some fun with them. String them along. The more time they waste with you, the less people, the fewer people they can scam. So here are Medicare scams. Medicare scams can happen year-round, but the highest frequency of scamming happens during the annual enrollment period or the annual election period, which is from October 15th through December 7th. This window of time is when you can make changes to your Medicare health and drug plans. Scammers love to play into the urgency of this time frame by threatening to take your benefits, rushing you into a decision, or suggesting that their plan is preferred by Medicare. It's not always traditional scammers pulling off these schemes either. Some insurance agents, like me, I don't do it, but they're agents like I am, they ignore compliance guidelines and they mistreat and misinform senior consumers. Here are a few things to look out for when you're talking about Medicare enrollments. Insurance agents are now required to record all calls. Not true. They're required to record calls having to do with Medicare Advantage plans and Medicare drug plans. So if the call isn't being recorded, it's not compliant if the insurance agent is trying to sell you a Medicare Advantage plan or a Medicare Part D drug plan. Here's another thing. Insurance agents must also read off this disclaimer within the first 60 seconds of your call. Now, once again, this is only for Medicare Advantage calls or Medicare drug plan calls. Here's the disclaimer. We do not offer every plan available in your area. Currently, we represent in certain number of organizations, organizations. <laughs> so there's a number there. Currently, we represent two organizations which offer in certain number of plans products in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local state health insurance program, SHIP, to get information on all of your options. Uh, insurance agents cannot pose as Medicare or state that they work with Medicare. No plans are endorsed or preferred by Medicare. You are under no obligation or pressure to enroll in a plan that day. You have between October 15th and December 7th to make changes. Our team of licensed agents here at this uh, agency that put out this article adheres to all compliance guidelines, and they'll never pressure you. But their uh, information could be sharpened up a little bit. All these compliance rules are for agents that are selling Medicare Advantage plans and Medicare drug plans, not for Medicare supplement plans. So check cooking. Uh, that's a new one on me. Check cooking scams. Many seniors still use checks to pay their bills. Hey, that's me. That's what I do. I have a uh, bookkeeper who actually writes the checks and puts them in the mail with stamps on them. Talk about old school. The FBI has recently warned of a new way that scammers are using checks to commit fraud. All they have to do is get their hands on a check that you wrote, whether they steal it from the trash or your outgoing mail, and then they take a picture of it. Then all they have to do is run it through some digital software that is commercially available, and they can erase the name and the amount of money while keeping the signature. They can then deposit any amount they want into different bank accounts. Well, not if uh, I don't have the money in the checking account, they can't. 
So to keep your money safe, you may want to consider paying with an alternative form of payment like a credit card. If that's not an option, drop checks off directly at the post office rather than sticking them in your mailbox, making them vulnerable uh, to theft. Reverse mortgage scams. Seniors who have already paid off their home or have a large amount of equity built up, and it may look into taking out a reverse mortgage as a way to tap into some of that equity in their later years. Unfortunately, scammers may find a way uh, a way in, and they may take advantage of that situation. They may claim to help you access your home's equity, but then once they get your information, they steal your money, or even worse, they steal the deed to your house. Don't fall for any high-pressure tactics pushing you into taking out a reverse mortgage for any reason. Uh, and if you're considering one, make sure you're working with a reputable lender. Tech support scams. Tech support scammers often target seniors by calling and saying that there's a problem with their computer. They pose as a computer tech from a well-known company or a computer brand. I know I've had a whole bunch of phishing emails that mention... Um, the uh, uh, Best Buy Computer Geek Squad as uh, my having uh, subscribed to their service. And, of course, I just delete those things. I don't ever respond to them. All they need is remote access to your computer, and then they run a fake test, and they ask you to pay for them to fix the problem. This is, of course, a scam. Anytime a stranger calls you and ends up demanding payment, you have to assume it's a scam. To get a better understanding of how these tech support scams progress, uh, there's a video recording uh, from the FTC uh, of an undercover investigation. So if you search Google uh, FTC uh, undercover investigation of uh, scam, uh, you may find that video. Fraudulent anti-aging cosmetics and products. Oh, boy, I'm I'm likely to fall for this because I'm very, eh, Randy, you already look great. You know, there's no reason why you would ever want an anti-aging cosmetic. I, on the other hand, am a little weather-beaten, so counterfeit cosmetics have been a you severe You know what I problem. use for my anti-aging, uh, you know, a, ba a bag. They tell oh. me, just get a, go out to the kitchen and get a bag. Yeah, your wife told me that lately you've become a double bagger. Is I that, know. Uh, is that, that true? What, yeah, it's got it's got handles. You know, you know, I use the ones that hook her over your ears so they don't fall <laughs> off. Oh, my God. I forgot to ask how your dental appointment went. You mentioned your dental appointment the last time we recorded. Oh, we're just we're just having a blast, I'm telling oh, you. Oh, boy, it doesn't sound as good. I'm sorry I brought it up. Uh, okay, fraudulent anti-aging cosmetics. And we all know Randy has his bag, so he doesn't need the anti-aging cosmetics. Industry and government studies have found carcinogens, high aluminum levels, and dangerous levels of bacteria from sources like urine in counterfeit anti-aging products. These fake cosmetics can cause rashes, psoriasis, infections, and acne. The FBI has a few tips for spotting fake anti-aging. Okay, that's not even a Medicare-related thing, so I'm, you know, if you're going to buy anti-aging cosmetics and expect them to work, I can't really help you. Um, IRS stimulus money scams. 2024 is the last year to claim that you missed your stimulus checks. So scammers are going to be going all out to try to get you to uh, give up your uh, information, your security information. Uh, and then they're probably going to run out of ways that they can use that as a, uh, a method to steal your money. Fake prescription scam. Counterfeit prescription drugs are illegal and cause your health conditions to get worse. 
fake prescriptions might be contaminated, contain the wrong ingredients, or have no active ingredient at all. They could also have the right ingredients, but with the wrong dosage. To avoid fake prescription drugs, closely inspect your prescription packaging every time you fill it. If there are any changes, alert your physician and pharmacist. Gift card scams. Giving scammers the pin off the back of a gift card is the number one way most people report losing money. Scammers will tell you to go to a specific store to buy gift cards. They may tell you you're evaluating a retailer as a secret shopper or that you're in trouble with the government. The only way to avoid arrest is through electronic vouchers. eBay and Google Play are two of the most common gift cards requested by scammers. Although reports suggest scammers have diversified and are now asking for many different types of gift cards. Remember, if anybody asks to be paid with a gift card, it's a scam. Elder fraud. There are hundreds, perhaps even thousands of scams targeted directly at the senior population. These are all categorized as elder fraud. Some of the most common schemes include grandparent scam. Criminals pose as a child or a grandchild in immediate financial need. Romance scam. That's my favorite one. Criminals pose as uh, having a romantic interest on a dating site or a social media platform. Tech support scam. We've already talked about that. Sweepstake scam. Criminals claim you've won a sweepstake or lottery in which you can collect a fee. Uh, you can collect uh, the winnings for a fee. Uh, charity scam. Criminals try to get you to donate to a fake charity. Perhaps one of the worst scams is the caregiver scam. Relatives or acquaintances of elderly victims take advantage of them to get their money. Scammers aren't always strangers. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Well, I'm uh, inclined to think that most people can uh, dodge these scams, but if they can't, it might be that supervision is going to be required. Here's a little thing I just found this morning, and it's uh, short but sweet. The question is, do doctors not like Medicare Advantage plans? Question mark. This is a brand new article, and uh, it's not all that long. Medicare Advantage plans are one of the most common Medicare plan enrollments among seniors. As of 2023, Medicare Advantage plans have about half of all of the Medicare participants enrolled in them. And I think one of the reasons is that many companies have taken their uh, their retiree plans and turn them over into Medicare Advantage plans so that the federal government pays the freight rather than the company paying the freight. And that means that uh, all of those people have no choice. If they want to stay with the retiree plan, they are then forced into a Medicare Advantage plan. And uh, the city of New York, 250,000 retirees were up in arms. They almost had a revolt and burned down City Hall when the city tried to force them into a Medicare Advantage retirement plan. Uh, wisely, they fought that that uh, uh, freedom-stealing process, and I think they were successful in at least leaving it uh, optional as to whether they had to join the Medicare Advantage retiree plan or not. So this article says, let's look at the reasons why individuals and medical professionals may consider Medicare Advantage plans to be limiting in some ways. First of all, Medicare Advantage plan characteristics, they all have a network and you can't go out of the network. Uh, either the, the plan will not pay for your treatment or it'll pay a lot less for your treatment if you try to get your treatment from somebody who is not in the plan's network. Plan changes. 
Medicare Advantage plans can undergo annual changes affecting coverages and cost. This uncertainty can create anxiety among beneficiaries. Out-of-pocket costs. While these plans often have lower premiums, out-of-pocket costs like co-payments and deductibles for treatment can concern some individuals. Complexity. Understanding the benefits of the different plans, coverage options, potential changes, these can all be challenging and may cause confusion and frustration among seniors and medical providers. Even the doctors and the, the clerks, the staff at the doctor's offices or the hospitals, get confused by these Medicare Advantage plans. Service quality. The perception of the quality of service and care under Medicare Advantage plans can vary, influencing individuals' opinions. Pre-authorization requirements. This is getting to be a very big deal. Some plans may require pre-authorization for certain services, adding extra layers of administrative hassle for patients and providers. Preference for original Medicare. Some individuals prefer the flexibility and broader coverage of original Medicare, leading to skepticism about the constraints of Medicare Advantage plans. Renewal and risk disenrollment. Annual plan changes or relocation can affect plan availability. Therefore, some may worry about potential disenrollment challenges. <clears throat> Here's a related read. Are you satisfied with your Medicare Advantage plan? I'm going to check that out. These are considered some of the reasons why physicians and Medicare beneficiaries may consider Medicare Advantage plans to be limiting or less than ideal compared to original Medicare. On the other hand, Medicare Advantage plans can be a great coverage option for those on Medicare. Uh, even with provider networks, they can have a robust access and in many cases can provide more coverage and additional benefits than that of original Medicare. So determining if Medicare Advantage is right for you. We understand that there is a lot of conflicting information and it can be difficult to know what is right. When it comes down to determining what is ideal for you and your needs, you really want to have an experienced and knowledgeable insurance professional on your side to ask the right questions and to help you sort through your coverage options together, and not just to tell you what to do without fully understanding your lifestyle and health. Choosing a Medicare plan can be difficult. Twin City Underwriters, oh, that's <laughs> this is a little blurb for the actual author of the uh, article, so I'm going to set that aside. How I, let's see, how to choose a Medicare insurance broker. This one is uh, a, uh, an article that was written four years ago, but uh, the content curator thought it was important to uh, uh, throw it into our stack for today. Navigating Medicare on your own is overwhelming and confusing. That's why many people use the services of a Medicare insurance broker when it's time for them to sign up for Medicare. And I'm going to say they're probably talking about guys like me. So what is a Medicare insurance broker? A Medicare insurance broker matches you with the Medicare plan that fits your needs. The insurance broker will find the best coverage based on your budget and will make impartial recommendations based on your needs. They will also explain parts of your policy or take note of things that you may not have considered. How to choose a Medicare insurance broker. Find a specialist in your area. There are many types of insurance brokers out there, and while most have a knowledge of Medicare, not all insurance brokers specialize in Medicare. You'll want to make sure your broker is well-versed in Medicare to give the best advice. Additionally, you'll want to speak to someone who is licensed in the state where you live 
since Medicare health plans vary in each state. Know your health care needs. You may not be able to anticipate every health care need, but you should have an idea of your general health care needs. Have the following information ready. Clinic system or specialists you use, your current medications, and your ideal budget. Having this information in mind can help you when speaking to a Medicare insurance broker. If your broker can't recommend a plan or is stumped by your answer to any of those questions, that could be a sign that that broker isn't right for you. Know the lingo. It helps to have a frame of reference before you meet with a broker so you can verify that they know what they're talking about. Below are some common Medicare terms you should be aware of. One term is original Medicare. This refers to Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B combined with coverage at about 80%. You are responsible for 20% of medical expenses. Medicare Part A is inpatient hospital coverage. Medicare Part B is the medical part of your coverage. It includes doctor visits, surgeries, lab tests, and other medical services. Medicare Part C is Medicare Advantage plans. Boo hiss. This is a Medicare plan you can choose in addition to original Medicare. It's not in addition to when you buy a Medicare Advantage plan, it takes away original Medicare, and you now are living on the Medicare Advantage plan, and Medicare is just waiting in the wings, waiting for you to come to your senses and get rid of the Medicare Advantage plan. Anyway, Medicare Advantage plans are offered through insurance companies and insurance brokers, and they provide different coverage options. So I think that's all we need to say about Medicare Advantage plans. And Randy, by golly, I think we're uh, pretty much, we burned up that 75 cents you're always talking about. We did. And the other thing I was going to mention, just in case you wanted to have a, an additional way to identify that you're talking to an, a Medicare Advantage or thinking about talking to someone who is in the Medicare Advantage business, yeah, if it's if it's being hawked on television by washed up celebrities, <laughs> that's it. Okay. Yep. Yep. There's it's no there's no advantage. Medicare there's no Medicare advertising from the original med original Medicare there, and I don't think I could be a little bit wrong. I don't think any drug plans are doing it either, but maybe they are. Well, I don't know. When you see a washed up celebrity, you're mostly talking about Medicare advantage plans and uh, the medicare drug plans are cutting their costs to the bone because they're having so much trouble staying profitable so i'm thinking we're going to see some action in the next few years in the medicare drug plan arena but right now one of the ways they're they're saving money is they're not paying commissions to the agents <laughs> some of the most of the plans do but the, the plans that covered the most people the most popular plans have stopped paying commissions to their agents now, if I could, you know, I'm responsible for finding, you know, ways and names that are catchy that people will remember. Now I need to find another one. You know, I, I used a, my original one was Medicare Disadvantage. Yes. And then, of course, uh, that was adopted by a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm not getting any money off of it. So and the other no. thing is Medicare Scam Vantage. Yes. Yep, uh, now I need accurate. To, now I need to come up with something else that relates to washed up celebrities. <laughs> oh boy. Well, let's work on that. I'm not as facile in that area as you are. So I'm going to leave that to you and I can't wait to hear the results of your con contemplation. I'm going to come up with something very, very catchy. Good. Uh, so anyway, we need to go ahead and land the plane. We're out of time. 
And uh, I always talk about a few things, important things to us before we sign off. Number one is if you want to reach out to Doug, you can do that using the email address dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Don't forget, Doug is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at the website with Medicare Lazy... <laughs> I can't talk. MedicareForTheLazyMan.com. And uh, we would also appreciate it if you could find a place to drop a couple reviews on our content. We always appreciate that. Numbers are important to us. Last but certainly not least, thank you for joining us today. You could have been 100 different places doing 99 different things, but you weren't. You were with us exactly where we like to have you, listening to Judd Jones for about 32 and a half minutes. The guy that's originally from Oklahoma, but no more. He's camped out in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona. And I think last episode, I, I plugged him in at about 60,000 feet. It's going to get worse. Oh, God. I, all right. I, I, Lay it on me. Lay it on me. I'm, I'm gonna go for the I'm gonna go for the average cruising altitude of an SR seventy one, which is ninety thousand feet. Well, at least I can wave at the no, you I can't because they're all grounded. There isn't yes. not there's not one SR seventy one Blackbird in service. It's gonna be lonely up there, Randy. Don't leave me there very long. I will I will next next episode I'll bring you down where there's still oxygen. And ladies and gentlemen, listen to this guy. What a great guy. He's gonna save me after <laughs> Thank you for joining us, and thank you for uh, being excellent Medicare audience uh, members, and we will look forward to seeing you at our next episode. Bye-bye. 